Alright troops, gonna give a quick heads up that what you're about to pipe in your lugs is the glacier ramblings of twa numpties needs us. So I didn't complain, I've tell you. Enjoy the brobrich nicht and nicht and didn't be a fear we are bearing, alright? Welcome to Brother Date, regular old mailbag edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. So, uh, Buttery Biscuit. What's your nickname? Just Biscuit? Hey, Biscuit, uh, what's going many on? many nicknames. It is currently Biscuit, I guess. I, I, I think I gave you another one after Biscuit, but I'm I, Biscuit's so good. You're, you're Biscuit again. Bis, biscuit, what was your week like? What, have you been up to anything? Oh, we're doing a what have you been up to segment? I don't know. You just want to jump in the mailbag? Uh, no, 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 no. This to, could be fun. Trying, trying to, to be, be cool. Per- person, personable? Trying to be a person now? Yeah, yeah. That might work. Um, uh, My week's been okay. I've uh, been a little busy at work, but that's pretty normal. Okay. Uh, Started playing Spy Party again. Yeah, you. We, well, we've even played together. Yeah, couple of, on a couple of occasions. Yeah, so that's happening. Yeah, so what happened there was I was trying to find out when the next SCL season would be, mm-hmm. and it seems like all all communication has sort of moved away from the original forums and into the Discord. Oh, okay. So I joined the Discord, and then I was like, well, shit, now watching all these people talk about Spy Party makes me want to play Spy Party more. Yeah. So, uh... I made you play Spy Party with me. No, that that part's fine. I don't mind playing video games, but I want to see you compete. I wanna, I wanna watch you in the league. Are you gonna be in the league? Uh, I mean, if I keep playing, if this is not something I give up on, and the league doesn't start for like another six or seven months, then yeah, you why should, not? You should be in the league. You should be a pro gamer. Do they get paid for this? Uh, there is a small cash prize in this year's Summer Cup. Okay, that's something. That makes you a pro if you're in that, then. You're a pro gamer. I guess so. Yeah. Also, I am sponsored by... Mm, who do you think sponsors pro gamers? Butterfinger! Probably computer component companies. Oh. NVIDIA! Yeah, I'm... Oh, no, I was going to say I was sponsored by AMD. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an NVIDIA graphics card, though, so it should be them. Yeah, there you go. I, I didn't jeopardize anything. <clears throat> I just remembered uh, in Jetmoto, which is what I think of as an appropriate level of sponsorship, there was there was probably a Butterfinger. There was definitely a Mountain Dew. There was a Mountain Dew. Uh, That's it. That's all I got. Just Butterfinger and Mountain Dew. Yeah, I feel like, for some reason, and I don't think this is actually true, but what I wanted to say was Jolly Ranchers. Ooh, I mean, it could be. Man, Jolly Ranchers. I don't think it's true. When was the last time you had a Jolly Rancher, bro? Uh, I never liked them, so I think the last time I had one was when I had some elementary school teacher who would give them away (laughs) as prizes, if you did good. So 30 years or something. 
Well, it has to have been prior to sixth grade because that was the last time I put any effort into school. So Right. Yeah, you wouldn't be getting any more gifts. Yeah, they, I was not getting a lot of candy treats uh, yeah. after sixth grade. Uh, yeah, it's probably been at least 10 years since I've had a Jolly Rancher. Is that the year I got a Nintendo? Oh, Maybe. So you're trying to link, it, a, link it to your it lack of motivation in school. Mm, who knows? I mean, I had video games before I was in sixth grade, and that was probably the last year I was trying in school, too. So, uh, I think sixth grade is the year when uh, the student body looks around and goes, hey, what if being smart isn't cool? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, up until now, it was a pretty good way to get through life, but now I don't know. What if it's not cool, though? Am I going to get... Have you thought about that? Such as, like, uh, an after-school hand job this way? I don't know. This <laughs> is something that I have to think about. Um, buddy, when I was in sixth grade, there wasn't even a myth that anyone had ever done any <laughs> I think less than... Before internet porn, I think... Uh, I mean, it's very dumb to say we were in a simpler time. But I definitely think sixth graders, probably if you pulled them, 80% would say they knew what a hand job was and 40% would be lying. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, you and I are from different generations. Children were more sophisticated when I was growing up. Uh, I mean, I mean look, in terms of how uh, children our age interacted with the internet, it's actually kind of true. I remember one time in seventh grade, Mr. DeNike walked past my group and just stared at us because Gary was uh shouting at me you dropped your joint you dropped your joint because <laughs> gary had made a fake joint and i didn't want to hold it and it was on the <laughs> ground and at the same time eric was doing a very exaggerated jacking off motion how good was this fake joint did he have actual zigzags and shit no it was just like a rolled up piece of paper i think nah, so but, it wasn't, a, wasn't a credible fake joint but still but mr and i walked by and just stopped and stared at us as he was going you dropped your joint you dropped your joint and eric was jacking off fake jacking off in a very aggressive and uh uh exaggerated way and then you know, maybe we went, it's hmm, seventh grade is awesome maybe it's less generational and more a factor of who you were friends with oh yeah i had some real trash people around me and pretty much ever since the trash has not left my life. It's just a lot of trash people. Yeah, when I was in seventh grade, we I, we were mostly just forming fake bands, despite the fact that none of us could play instruments. <laughs> Did you pretend that you could? Were you, like, writing no, down a roster? we just talked about what instruments we were going to learn to play. Ah, nice. Well, that's... And I ended up playing, learning to play the guitar because Mom said no to drums. Oh, that would have been very annoying. Oh, f imagine. All that fucking... I mean, you already had to live with me playing the guitar. All that fucking slamming away on that thing all day. Oof. We didn't have such as a garage or something. Oh, wait, we did. We kept our no, car No, we did. It, it was full of trash. And a car. And a trash car. <laughs> the car may have also been trash. Like, hey, do you want to jump in and do the mailbag? All right, fine. I was just oh, trying you know to... What? No, this is rude. How was your week? I was doing therapy. I don't know what the big deal is. This is my therapy? Uh, my week, my week was ass. I don't know. We went to Memphis. It was It was all right. Why did you go to Memphis? To see Hamilton. And? Hamilton was pretty good. All right. It was pretty good. It At times it is like um, a Simpsons level parody of musical theater. Like when there are dudes dancing around in continental outfits and like doing high kicks. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is like, <laughs> they're really leaning into it. They're getting after it right now. Like twirling their like rifles around and stuff. Like musical theater is a as a fairly self parodying genre. Yeah, 
I mean, the I, the I guess I shouldn't say that. The only modern musical I've seen is uh, uh, Book of Mormon. Yeah. Um, do we see that together? I don't know. Well, did you see it in San Jose? Because yeah. if so, probably. I think we saw that together. And I was just meh on that. Um, well, I, Hamilton was pretty good. The songs are, are they, some of them are catchy. And uh, like I said to you, I, I think they give the right historical characters the good treatment. That would have made you so furious. Oh, yeah, if they'd gotten shit wrong about, like... Well, I mean, they still they, got some facts wrong, but... They, if the history of it was just nonsense. Yeah, and they do a, they do a lot of lambasting of people like uh, John Adams, that fat dandy, and... Uh, <laughs> well, and as you know, I've lambasted him myself. <laughs> yeah, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that portion. So, yeah, no, I think it's pretty good. If you haven't seen it and you want to spend just way too much money, then go see Hamilton. Nah, I, I'm already seeing seven hundred dollars worth of Harry Potter next year. Is that musical theater? Nah, that, that would have, is. That would have been fascinating. That's a two-part straight play. I would have loved to hear the song about the Golden Snitch. Oh God, yeah. Did you get it? <laughs> Did you catch it? <laughs> this is a, yeah, a lot of a lot of conversational interjection. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I finally caught the snitch. That would have been I great. Guess. Yeah, that's how Harry Potter sounds. So Harry Potter would be a big manly man <laughs> on musical theater. It's me, uh, Harry. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I don't think. Uh, I mean, the only reason you see uh, an enormously expensive play is if you've got a wife, and I don't think my wife cares about Hamilton. <laughs> Okay, good. That's definitely why I saw it. So. I knew that. I didn't even have to ask. Yeah, but we did stay in a huge Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, I thought that was a joke uh, until you told me specifically what to Google, <laughs> and it's real. And I, that's how Memphis do. I look, and it's in a big pyramid like the Luxor. Yeah, it's uh, it is very visible all throughout Memphis. You're just driving around like, oh yeah, that's where I'm staying. I'm staying in that big pyramid that's also a Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> it's fucking amazing, and we walked around all throughout it, and it really is. It's just a gi- fucking gigantic Bass Pro Shop. Did and you get even one lure? No, actually, I think the guy was kind of mad at us because all we bought was candy. Ah, uh, we bought a bunch of weird candy, and um. But yeah, dude, when I saw that on the internet that I could stay inside of inside of a Bass Pro Shop, not like adjacent to, I was like, I got to do that just for kicks, just to say I did it. And so sure enough, the room had a little balcony and you went out there and you just looked out on the Bass Pro Shop and they had like ponds all throughout with fishies fucking swimming around and shit. And it was like the real deal. They had a boat section and ATV section and. We went up to the top, and it was like an observation deck to see the non-existent skyline of Memphis. Really imagine, weird. imagine building that and making the decision that there wasn't going to be a Bass Pro Shop in it. <laughs> That's right. What is it even for? It's a celebration of Bass Pro Shops, but Memphis already has six. <laughs> That's right. Well, now it's, it's going to have like, seven. We ran the numbers. It didn't make sense. I- uh I think initially that's where the University of Memphis and the Memphis Grizzlies played basketball. And then they built a real, a real, another, a different stadium. And then they reworked the pyramid to be a big bass, bass pro shop. Wait, did they play basketball at a big pyramid? Yep. <clears throat> That's yep. a weird choice, too. Well, Memphis is um, the Memphis of America, I guess. And those pyramids, so, I guess, are near Memphis. I mean, it's a funny joke. <laughs> ha ha ha. 
there's a huge bass pro shop pyramid in memphis tennessee isn't the south wacky there's a huge bass pro shop on almaden expressway that they just built and what uh, shape is it normal shape okay (laughs) new strip mall shape i was hoping maybe it'd be like some kind of cool orb (laughs) we we did you one better we basically (laughs) did an epcot right here yeah it's a big dome it's pretty sweet uh and so you know and i'm sure i'm sure if i looked into it that some of my friends have shopped at or would shop at a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, probably. Um, But the thing is, this one was a real fucking mecca, dude. Like, we saw people coming in there and taking photos of themselves next to the sign. And, like, fuck it, it was a tourist destination. That's how bad this part of the country is. The people wanted to go to the weird Bass Pro Shop pyramid and take their picture. Did you feel weird living in Nashville, having to go to Memphis to see Hamilton? I found that aggravating for sure. This is the fucking Music City. Where How come we can't get that? Yeah. Because last year we would have had to do the same thing. We looked up going to see it last year and it was in Memphis. That's weird. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, it was, you... uh, it was hot as 500 balls. It was like 110 degrees in Memphis. It was horrible. Oh, that is awful. Yeah. It's about uh, about 80 degrees right now. That's uh, warm for this time of day, but not excessively warm. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess it's mailbag time. All right. We, we yeah we did enough of this. Whatever this section mailbag. is. We'll just keep talking. My brother day. Just go talk no. in the background. Oh, that's fine. I cut you off there. Let's do it again. Okay. Just... All right. Hold on. But do it. My brother day. Okay. Now, if you do it right, one more time, clean, I promise I'll one. be quiet. Let's get a clear one in three. Two, one. On July 10th, uh, Shannon wrote at Brother Date, another jazz owl. So this confirms, uh, well, no, I had already confirmed separately that Jazzbo's imaginary (laughs) owl was named Harrison. Harrison the owl takes flight. Apparently he had some other, like a fake purple salamander and a bunch of other nonsense too. No, all to, all to hang out in the grotto, the purple grotto. Uh, she uh, she links to a Wikipedia article about Hoots the Owl, a very minor Sesame Street character. God, I kind of remember that now. He plays the saxophone and talks a little bit like Louis Armstrong. Right. He did put down the ducky. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. I don't know. I don't know if two is a coincidence or if we could already say it's a trend, but uh, jazz and owls, man. Yeah, what are the jazziest of all the animals? Now I think we can safely put we can put owls on the list of jazzy animals. I guess if you're going to have a bird play the saxophone, the owl is maybe your best choice because it's got a big flat face and a little beak. Oh, yeah, okay. Like uh, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't, if you put a saxophone in a pelican's mouth, that's tough. Just then right on the say, end there. Nah, how's he blowing in there? Yeah, like right, like perched on the end of his big fat beak. That ain't gonna look good. That don't work. Uh, and plus, they, you know, owls are nocturnal, and you know all that good jazz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz is a night music. That's a, for that's sure. night music. That's reefer music. We know that. <laughs> and we know owls love puffing the chiba. Love, love to four twenty blaze it just yeah, nonstop all, all fucking night, dude. So yeah, I think that I think that's accurate. Did she think that uh, we were saying maybe an owl couldn't be a jazz owl? 
I don't know. Because I just I th- didn't know if... I, we, I thought we were trying to confirm whether that specific owl was Harrison the owl. You know, I imagine that as she has a, a young daughter, she probably has more experience of Sesame Street and just remembered Hoots the Owl. Maybe she knows all the owls. She probably knows the one from Winnie the Pooh. Hell yeah, owl. She probably knows the one from that commercial about getting to the Tootsie Roll cin- center of a Tootsie Roll pop. Mr. Owl. Pro- Mr. Owl. Why don't I say Professor Owl? But I guess he wasn't actually a professor. <laughs> That's why his answer is so dumb and unscientific. Uh, yeah, what other owls? Uh, Hold on, there's we more. Can, I mean, that's that a typical white man nonsense, right? Like, oh, I I can figure out the answer to this. And a also, one, I don't care that my answer is wrong. A two. A three. Crunch. A three. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. That uh, guy sucks. Any other owls you can think of? Uh, Fic- Fictional owls? Sure, yeah, Harry Potter's got one. Oh, yeah. And if you give me one million years, uh, Hedgewig. <laughs> you didn't need even one million? Even one I million seconds it was not going. Lot. It started out not going well for me. So Hedgewig? I, yeah, I think so. <sighs> a terrible name for an owl. Not like Hoots. I mean, Harry Potter is a series that kind of plays with names. Hey, why do all the owls got to have H names? Why is it oh, Hoots, uh, Harrison, and Hedgewig? Because the because they're so associated with that H sound. I should say, H. Who? Says an owl in English. I don't know. What, I don't know what they say in Korean. I haven't gotten to that. I'm afraid yet. to find out. But um, but I should say H. A H, a H sound. Uh, also, I was watching Running Man, and uh, someone was drawing an owl or making some reference to an owl. And they kept saying a word that was not the word that I knew for owl, and I was just mad that they weren't showing me a subtitle so I could learn another way to say owl or look it up and confirm. Oh, yeah, because an owl is, um, I almost said horangi, but that's tiger. It's, um, puyongi? Something like that. Puyongi or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hate it Uh, when they use words that Duolingo hasn't taught us. Yeah. Oh, also, duo the owl. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Duo, the, the famous uh, owl yeah. duo. Uh, uh, the 214 consecutive days that I have studied Korean on Duolingo have not made it any easier for me to hear a Korean word and guess how it might be spelled. <laughs> that's too bad. I'll be like, okay, I hear maybe a K sound, but oh, there's about yeah. th- uh, three letters that that could be. Yeah, like, uh, a lot of the time, if it starts with an N, it sounds like it starts with a D, because of the right. way they do it. And then I hear an OO vowel. Now, there's two ways to write OO, mm-hmm. but also sometimes an, something that's written as an O kind of gets slurred into an OO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I, need, I, need, I need them subtitles that are often just printed on the screen. In a really weird style that I is like, oh, where uh, they just put paste whatever Korean the person TV is said. Like Batman, yeah, they like paste they whatever they said with the exclamation and points, pows, and they're like, okay, but what if we just did that whenever someone said something cool? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's true. The Korean TV is like that. They will fucking just paste that shit all over the screen. So often, you do get a helpful tip if you're learning Korean. Why are yeah. we learning Korean? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know, man. You started it. I did. It's true. <laughs> I did it to hang out with you. I guess to have something to talk about with you. It works. We talk about it. Yeah. Mission accomplished. 
I mean, look, I put some thought into it. Uh, I think if you're coming from English to and you want to learn an Asian language, Korean is probably your best choice. Okay. Because it has uh, essentially has an alphabet. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So you don't have to learn, at least in Duolingo, you don't have to learn any uh, what they call Hanja, right? Yes. Chinese characters. It's not I a am. tonal language. I would refuse to learn them anyway. So, you know, like Vietnamese is written with a, a system that is mostly the Latin alphabet with a bunch of extra accents, mm-hmm. but it's tonal. Uh, so that one would be harder. That is tricky. Uh, so I think if you're going to, you know, if you're going from English and you, you want in, to learn an Asian language, uh, Korean's probably a good choice. Yeah, I think for sure. It's got, uh, it has different word order. Yeah. So it's still, it's still much trickier than, you know, just picking up a, one of the romance languages. Yeah, and what Duo's not good at is telling you exactly why the word order changes sometimes. A lot of that is, you need to. You just need to figure it out over time. Yeah. Yep. Or you just look it up on a better resource yes. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, on the 10th, Ryan wrote, at brother date, okay, I figured out why Data often has to ask people to explain things to him. Okay. He says, uh, this show was created before we had the internet in our homes, before mm-hmm. everyone and their brother had access. The writers of the show simply could not conceive of such a thing as Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that data's supposed to be that. Like, we didn't have internet in real life, but data's supposed to have all the encyclopedias. I mean, that's his whole deal. He's supposed to know everything. He's supposed to have all the things we put into him. So, like, what, he thinks no one ever wrote down to Snoop? Yeah, that piece of headcanon falls apart when, as soon as somebody gives him one answer, (laughs) he rattles off 15 synonyms yeah things like, so, like he's got the thesaurus in there like bro you know pussyfoot but you didn't know snoop what's happening right now yeah that's wild yeah i i so, I, I can't agree with that explanation yeah i'm afraid the answer is the writers want data to have to ask that question to uh, and it's usually done i feel like to to say, yeah, maybe uh, no one in the 24th century would really use this word. So Data's going to say, what's that mean? I love them pointing out their anachronistic language. Like, we want we want them to say these dumb things, but then we have to say... I mean, the, but, you know, they wouldn't really say that. But, uh, Data, <laughs> but so we'll just have Data ask about it, and then we'll have Picard seem mildly irritated that he doesn't know what it means. Even in 1987 or whatever, it had been at least 30 years since someone had said Flim Flam Man. Uh... <laughs> probably true so they really had to go uh is anyone gonna say that in 2360 or whatever someone gonna say flim flim flam man (laughs) so i mean maybe that's why but then just like don't write that that's what i'd say oh so i mean that's not an in-universe explanation and the in-universe explanation is uh data's got bad software yeah software is hella buggy like all the time sometimes he takes over the ship like he's got access to a thesaurus but the uh the algorithm that tells him to just look something up rather than ask for it is busted. Yeah. In, um, in measure of a man, when, uh, what's his name? Maddox asks, uh, why don't we consider the enterprise computer ascension? I immediately went, Oh, he's got a hell of a good point. That thing is a hundred, 150 times as good as data at knowing things and learning things. He's got a, he's got a good point. And the problem is that they should. 
Yes. And it actually works against his case and kind of ruins Star Trek if you dig into it, because mm-hmm. then you gotta be, gotta, well, no, it doesn't. You could just make the computer dumber. Yeah, you could, but the computer is a crazy smart in ways that don't make any sense. And frankly, that dates all the way back to TOS. Like, if uh, you said to Data, more sultry, he'd just cock his head a little bit and look at you. That's true. And be like, explain. But well, the computer's like, I got this, don't worry now, about it. Now, to be fair, the Binars did that. Right, but they designed that computer, right? And once, and for some reason, the criminals that make this show decided not to show us the scene where Riker goes in there and tries to get Minuet back yeah. and just has to keep trying to think of new ways. Like, no, 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 her boobs were bigger. No. Yeah, he, it's true he doesn't make any effort. He goes down there to the program, and then it's some other lady. Oh, he lady. tells Picard he tried everything. <laughs> he's, there's some other lady, but then we don't get to see him go, nah, but uh, sultry, like I said before, no, sultry, on. sultry, computer, sultry. <laughs> I would love to see him shouting at the computer. She was here an hour ago. <laughs> Look in your One records. One hour. Look in your records. I know you got cameras in here. Just use the cameras. You'll see her. She was here. Well, he'll never love again. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows now. <laughs> the guy working the science station in the back knows now that Riker is broken. He's a broken man. Uh-huh. I can't wait to see Minuet again, but this time all mommed out. Oh, and she shows up in her mom pants, and he gives a look like, fuck this. And he, like, he, like, up stalks Jean-Luc, and he's like, what's wrong, Dad? Invented, they hadn't invented Riker saying, what is this yet? <laughs> but if they had, uh, he would have said it. Oh, I can't wait for you to weigh in on whether or not you think sex Troy is better than real Troy. We'll find out in that episode. The one where he says, what is this? Well, we know sex Troy won't be better than season one Troy, but... No. We'll see whether Sex Troy is better than season five, five or six. six? Yeah, Troy, what they what they've done to to that character. I think it's season six, Troy. I think she's got that coonskin hair going on. Ah, yeah. So. Uh, on the twelfth, Ben wrote in at brother date, jumping on the Scottish bandwagon. Yet another proof that you can Google and find anything. Uh, and then he links to a video entitled Star Trek on Bagpipes and Unicycle <laughs> from a channel called The Unipiper. Oh, so God. that's this guy's whole deal. You gonna play it? Okay. So, about 50 seconds of that. That was pretty aggravating, but uh, he was handling that better than whoever does the uh, <laughs> the theme song to the segment in this show. Listen, that person had two hours to do that whole uh, project, and it took uh, an hour and 45 minutes for them to uh, figure out how to do the rest of the Call Me Baby music. <laughs> so they didn't they get to spend enough, enough time. time. One take. Yeah. Um, I imagine he was unicycling during that. Uh-huh. Then, yeah. that, then that's impressive. Good job All for around, that I think, Portland. That makes sense. Uh, so, you know, there you go. 
Keep Portland weird. Oh, yeah, weird. and uh, Shannon did respond to that. Ah, Portland. Yeah, that makes sense. Once uh, you said Portland, I was like, yep, yeah, no, I am. Okay, I got it. Uh, we got a poser from Ryan coming in on the 14th. Really something to think about. At Brother Date, how do you feel about Polka? Um, I was a major plot point in the movie Home Alone. Uh, that is also how I feel about Polka. <laughs> all right, we did it. <laughs> Brothers. Is John Candy's character listing all of the polkas that they do. Yep, because he's in a polka, traveling polka band, and that's how the mom gets back to see her abandoned boy. Is That's the main thought that I have about polka. <laughs> and he even goes, polka, polka. No? Okay. <laughs> yes. Like many John Candy roles, I enjoy it. Yeah. He's not been that much. But yeah, okay, good. We're on the same page again. That's. Uh, I don't have any other exposure to it. One of the weird things that our father wasn't into? Yeah, he never really did a polka thing. All right, well, there you go. Then. He would have, like, uh, don't get me wrong, he likes accordion music. Hell yeah, he does. He loves it in the Mexican music, for sure. That's right. He, you know he's a big fan of Freddie Fender or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and also, like, I feel like there must have been at least a week when he was doing Zydeco or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So... But that's the area he would have played in with the accordion. Uh, I don't remember any polka <sighs> splurges. No, I don't. Yeah, there was never like a weird um, Oktoberfest Fortnite or anything that happened. Is that the right to get the right country know. on that? <laughs> Listen, I don't know if that. So I think when I think of that, I say in my brain, oompa music, <laughs> like an oompa band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that is mostly polka is close to polka if that is then i will say uh one time katie and i were in carmel on vacation and we went to a swiss restaurant okay called lugano's down there mm-hmm. and when we got there we saw that a live band was setting up and as always happens when we get to a restaurant and a live band is setting up we look at each other and maybe say out loud do we want to stay <laughs> Do we want to sit through this? I don't think we want to sit yeah. through this. It looks like there's going to be live music here. Do we want to go somewhere else? Do you not like to eat around live music? No. <laughs> I don't like to be around live music unless it's a specific act that I like. Ah, okay. You don't want to chance it. You feel nah. like the odds of it being good and... and No, I've been to enough music in the parks. Oh, yeah. Uh slash whatever to know that even professional musicians that i'm not interested in i don't enjoy live let alone a dad band playing in a bar yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense uh the internet says check slash bohemian so i, I i'm just gonna say nailed it that's close enough <laughs> okay um it's we know that it's distinct from german don't but care. no one could enumerate the ways in which it is that's right that's this is close enough uh yeah because he'd have like a saint patrick's fortnight he'd call it where uh it would sort of be around saint patrick's day but it would be an extended period of time where he would really go fucking wild on the fucking irish music oh uh, yeah um, you say the irish music yeah but he had a strong favorite in that genre so it was almost always the Dubliners. There's a lot of Dubliners for sure. It was. It would be very rare that it would be the Chieftains or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had strong opinions. Yeah, he had opinions. It course. might be individual members from the from Dubliners in their later solo careers. Sure. Like it might just be here's a Luke Kelly record that I'm playing. Yeah, he followed him around. Uh, but yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, like you said last week or when last time we did this discussion, he had strong opinions about various kinds of music. It wasn't yeah. just that he was like, oh yeah, I'll throw on some Irish music. He definitely had opinions. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really have any exposure to polka. Uh, I don't expect that I'd be into it. Uh, boy, I really do like a little bit of bump, 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 bump. So maybe <laughs> well, I mean, you can just listen to Baker Man by Midnight Oil. <laughs> or again, just remember my childhood when somebody's Mexican music would wake me up at six in the morning or whatever. Oh, but that's all you could hear. Just and all you could hear because it was three buildings over or something was bump, 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 bump. And you'd be like, ah. Oh. California. This is where it's at. <laughs> I mean, uh, we lived uh, in an apartment for a long time where across the street and in an alley, a, a mariachi practiced regularly. Yeah. And good on him. We need more mariachis. That's what I think of because I like cake. Does that make sense? Sure. More people should do what cake does. All right. That's good. On the 15th, you wrote in. Uh, oh, it's me. Okay. Nice picture of uh, Richard Castillo. <laughs> Name Mommy Issues. Okay. Uh, wrote in at Brother Date. And then it's a retweet of a Sports Illustrated tweet set that says, Stealing first base? It's a reality now in the Atlantic League. Oh, yeah. They're, um, I guess they, I don't know what they're trying to do. If they're just trying to make the game more exciting or penalize pitchers or what. The Atlantic League is, what, an independent league mm-hmm. where they've been farming out weird rule changes? Yeah, I assume Major League Baseball must pay them money to do this. One presumes. They must be like, here's $150,000. Can you guys try this pitch clock all year and tell us how it goes? <laughs> what if you moved the mound two feet back? <laughs> just, Can yeah. everybody in the Atlantic League just learn to pitch from two feet back? <laughs> I know that this is a highly tuned over tens of thousands of pitches. Yeah. But if I know these kids have been throwing at this distance for quite a while, but... Right, if you guys could, just push it back. <laughs> and now they're trying this one where, like, if you fucking go and throw a wild pitch or something, dude can just fucking take off. Be like, I'm taking first! It's mine, not just on a third strike. So, like, now in baseball, if it's a third strike and, like, guy doesn't catch it or whatever. Right. Like, he can run to first. And try to be safe. But now it's, like, it's just any count. It's on. You throw a ball that sucks, and it goes to the backstop or whatever, dude can just take off and steal first base. And now they're really doing that, and a guy actually did it in the game. So what do you think the what do you think the underlying theory is here? That this will encourage speed players because that's what baseball wants in the game, despite the fact that the fans don't seem to care? Yeah, I can't imagine baseball if I mean, if they're smart, I don't know if they are. If they're you know smart, what the fans definitely want some small ball. <laughs> we want that bunt derby to come to fucking our shores. How dare the Koreans use the bunt derby in their All Star festivities? That should be ours. Yeah, I don't know what it could possibly be for because I, I don't. I, we're in an era in Major League Baseball of the three true outcomes. What they—that's what they call the walk, the strikeout, and the home run. And. People seem fine with it. It's only, like, people who consider themselves to be, like, the gatekeeper of the sports fucking soul or whatever. Who are like, this isn't baseball the way I grew up with it. But most people don't give a shit. So, and it's not going to make the game go faster, really. No. Look, I'm fine with it. Uh, 
maybe it's because I grew up with the A's when Jose Canseco was going 40 40 mm-hmm. and Ricky Henderson was the leadoff hitter. Yeah. Uh, going 21 30 or whatever. Right. And, and so, you know, maybe people who didn't grow up with that, that team find small ball more boring. Yeah. But I mean, everyone who grew up in our era grew up in the fucking 80s and early 90s and shit. They had the, they had Rock Reigns. And fucking <laughs> Vince Coleman and all kinds. You know of, they had fucking uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that Ricky Ricky Henderson called Harold Reynolds when he called him uh, to congratulate him on his stolen base crown of sixty stolen bases, and then he said Ricky had sixty at the break and hung up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ricky Henderson was a notorious kind of a mythic figure. Yeah, notorious asshole. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if you grew up in that era at all, you were used to the small ball where you'd slap the ball around and steal bases and it'd go from first to third and it is weird though that all of the people we've named were also home run hitters well no i mean rock rains hit one every once in a while vince coleman was a slapper and harold reynolds i guess was that's a, true harold reynolds was a slapper i guess it was specifically me we're talking about jose ricky Kinsey and jose and ricky henderson who was of course I, I don't know if it's still the case but for a long time was the home run hitting its leadoff hitter of all time. Yeah, he still has the most leadoff home runs of all time. I doubt anyone will ever get to the number he's at. He's at like 117 leadoff home runs or something wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, Oakland was a notorious steroid factory, so that might have something to do with it. I don't know. But, um... No, I know. I heard all the songs. Good. I'm good. I'm glad. Did you hear all the ones about how they were just trying to make their dads proud of them? Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought, even if they're enjoying some of this other stuff, and you have to have a pretty thick skin to enjoy it, that one's probably going to hit a little too close to home. (laughs) Don't know if you're going to enjoy that particular parody. Yeah, maybe not. About how all the home runs that you're hitting are to make your dad proud. Yeah, you gotta feel like, uh, I presume the two of them watched it separately, but you've gotta feel like Jose Canseco probably came away feeling a little better. Yeah, (laughs) Mark McGuire was a being boring, a big, overblown character. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking, of course, about the Bash Brothers Lonely Island musical video project on Netflix. A very strange and only sort of, only sort of well done. Yeah, piece of television. I'm glad they made it. I consider it a, a worthwhile attempt, but uh, the songs are not catchy enough. No, I mean, I think we we maybe even talked about it. The only really good thing in there was the weird formulation, shake four halves of butt. <laughs> the whole song when they're telling them to shake their nasty butts. And then at one point, it devolves into shake four halves of butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's all very East Bay. There's a lot of really good East Bay stuff in there, references and... uh I mean, there are songs that even they'll take place in like an IHOP parking lot and shit like that. Um, but um, but yeah, the songs songs weren't quite there. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that uh, they're still doing shit like this in the Atlantic League where they have to try out all of Major League Baseball's weird rule suggestions. Yeah, this one seems doomed to me. I actually yeah. don't I actually don't care about the idea. I just feel like even if it. Even if it was adopted in the majors, I don't think it would change the game in any way. I don't think it would either because we've already seen people don't make adjustments. So it's like <laughs> they have true. the whole left side of the infield wide open. They got like nine people on the right side and they still won't try to slap it over to that side. They'll still just pull the ball into the shift. 
So I find it hard to believe suddenly dudes are going to start sprinting on oh one one counts when the ball flies back to the backstop or whatever. No, and then also, like, I guess maybe it could influence stadium design. You start building There's it. no rule that says how far back that backstop has to be. <laughs> yeah, you build it so the backstop's way back there and you just, you have a pitching staff that is control-focused or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. What um, a boring micro-adjustment that would be. I feel like th- this rule change is like an XFL kind of thing. This is what you would do if you were starting a rival league and you're like, but it's not baseball. It's different. It's more extreme. Our you can are steal wild. first base even. That's <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly what it is. And it's they're gonna! <laughs> and you do, you do a Vince McMahon yell when you said no, it. Do you think they've been consulting with Vince? Steal first base! On the 17th, Ryan wrote in. Uh, this is just a picture. A screenshot. Okay. Uh, that says uh, Mark Zuckerberg sponsoring Area 51 raid to free his dad from captivity. <laughs> and it's a picture of uh, Zuck and then old Yellow Eyes himself. Uh, Ryan's really focused on data this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some um, comments on data too. <laughs> and they're making the same facial expression. They, I actually was struck by how much alike they look in that particular side by side. It is true. They have similar noses even. Yeah. I was like, oh, I kind of see it actually. Their mouths are not quite the same shape. Although who knows if Zuck was painted gold, maybe it would look different. I often come to you oh, for... except you could tell that this one is uh, reversed. Oh, the they... data's reversed in that shot. And you can tell because of the pips or something? Because the pip- pips are on the wrong side. Yeah. Sometimes they just fuck that up though. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, it's true. Could have been the promotional fuck up. I always come to you for explanations about what the internet is up to, and oh, yeah. I need help understanding Area 51. I don't know. Okay, because I've been seeing thing. it everywhere. Area 51, this and that, and I'm like, why? what's going on? People want to... Yeah, someone proposed, I believe, as a joke, Okay, rate a big, huge civilian raid on Area 51 to find the aliens that are there. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly as a funny meme. And everyone jumped on it right away. Celebrities and, like, Robert Downey Jr. and everything. Right. Uh, uh, obviously, Xavier Saskaguchi of the Genesis Times is not real. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's been making all the rounds. And it's ha 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 isn't it funny? But I don't think it's funny because I think some people are going to show up. I think people are going to definitely show up to Area 51. <laughs> and they had to, like, I saw that someone was had to... To give a presentation some air force guy had to give a presentation <laughs> he had to explain about like the anime running style yeah right exactly. well i don't remember what it's called but he so they showed him like running with your arms out run, running uh, as fast as you can with your arms out like this <laughs> to yep. explain what's happening on internet so probably i'm old uh, or also i just never I, i'm not a guy who thinks pranks are cool really uh, so what about but... if you hit someone in the neck with a ski <laughs> That's not a prank. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> My mistake. That's um, Winnie the Bish. <laughs> yes, but it's a beautiful piece of his character that he doesn't understand pranks. <laughs> Hit him in the neck with a ski. <laughs> That's a good idea for a prank. I support it. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I could just be old, but to me, I just saw those uh, when that started to blow up, and I just started. I just said to myself, that's irresponsible. <laughs> Got a lot of growing up to do, guys. Come people on. Could really, people could really get hurt doing this. Why would you want to hurt someone like that? Jeez. 
That's what my PE teacher said one time when someone threw a football too close to some <laughs> some students who weren't paying attention. And the like the very next day, I saw him throw a football into a crowd of students who weren't paying attention. <laughs> and I was like, come on, Mr. Stapes! Why'd you want to hurt someone like that? Anyway. He used to call people buttery biscuits. Whoa. Oh. That's why that's in your brain. I've become my father, but I'm also my father's Mr. Stapes, PE teacher. Now, was he who was he the one who got jumped by a homeless guy? In the no, that was or Mr. Denike, who again? I talked about earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right. The redoubtable Mr. Denike, who I who noticed earlier. It was really the G-Suck Jen of uh, Campbell <laughs> Middle School. God, he really was, except he didn't take it nearly as well. He wasn't as willing to be the butt of all the jokes as the Impala is. When, um, when they had their weird apology special, mm-hmm. and he started talking to, talking to Haha about how uh, he had he went through it, and at one and he was getting ready to quit the show, and at one point he just gave in and was and embraced his status as race starter. <laughs> That's right. And everything's been good for him ever since. He really does take it. I mean, I don't know if it was... There was an episode around that time when he said his greatest... His greatest skill was not getting angry. (laughs) Yeah. Which they all took as a challenge. And spent the rest of the episode fucking with him and then going, Looks like he's mad to me! Yep. And I was like, oh my god, this poor poor 50-year-old man. Yeah, never announce that you're super good at taking it yeah. because uh, people will give it to you in an extreme I can take sense. Any insult, and I'm totally fine. I have a really long fuse. I don't get all bent out of shape about things. That's when people bust out their A material, the shit they've been saving. The um, the last entry in the mailbag this week is from you. Oh, good, me again. Yeah, it is a uh, retweet from uh, Sung Min Kim. Okay, about the. Korean All-Star game? Okay. Oh. oh. Do you want to uh, walk us through this thread? Because it's pretty good. All right. I'm actually going to pull up Twitter so I can remember what all of the specifics are here. Um, Yeah, so they got some good ideas. We talked about the Bunt Derby already. Um, But uh, they also had the cool idea that they were all going to be able to, like, all the players would dress up as whatever they wanted during the yeah, it does not game. seem like there were any guidelines it does not i don't think there were guidelines uh some people took it as a cool opportunity to do like charity stuff right and be <laughs> but not like, everybody yeah here's a sick kid that i'm playing for or, um but there were other dudes who sort of embraced their characters i guess there was a dude who came out of the bullpen dressed as a fireman dude why can't i find my own tweets how does this website work uh, that's a very good uh, question. Mm. Maybe you can just check your uh, Google because I'm. I'll send you this link. All right, thank you. Um, uh, here it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, well, the reason I tweeted it was the very first one with the guy dressed as a factory worker. Yeah, because he's got a great hard hat on. Yep, and he looks like kind of a tubbo. You know? yeah, by the way, they're letting him go up to bat with a hard hat on instead of a baseball helmet, despite the fact that it does not protect his head from any direction except the top. Nope, it doesn't have any cool ear flap or anything like that to protect no. the side of his head. And uh, again, he looks like just a real beef lord, too. And he's just up there with his fucking hard hat on looking like a dope. And they're just going to pitch to him, I guess. That's how they do things there. Um, Wait, is this guy's whole name Choi Jung? That doesn't seem like that could be enough. 
Or is it just everybody on this team has the last name Park, and so they just leave it off? <laughs> they don't even care anymore. <laughs> last names do seem like they wouldn't be necessary in Korea. You've seen the games in Running Man where they have to find someone with specific last names, right? Yes. And, like, it's a big challenge that they can't bring back people who have the same last name. Or they did a 20 questions to identify a celebrity recently, and they were like, uh, one of the questions was just, is your last name uh, Park Lee or Kim? <laughs> it's right. And the producers allowed that as one question because obviously that's something like it's that or some some crazy other name. right? Yeah, those are the majority of uh, people. There's this white dude here who dressed as General Douglas MacArthur. Yep. Which I, I don't assume... know who Jamie Romack is, but uh, he's one of those guys that insensitive who's probably like a career minor leaguer or like a quadruple A player, a guy who's good enough in the minors, not good enough in the majors. Um, I assume they still revere old, old Doug MacArthur because of his Inchon landings. Probably. I mean, probably. Um, uh, this guy's nickname, <laughs> Han Dongmin, his nickname's the Dongminigan. Right. <laughs> it's a great nickname. <laughs> so he's just got a Dominican flag jersey. Yep. His, his costume's not as cool, but his nickname's amazing because there is nothing about this guy that's Dominican. Uh, uh no, I mean he's good at baseball probably. Yeah, uh, there's a Rasta guy who wore like uh, kind of a, a Jamaican style tie dye looking thing. And why did he do that? Um, because of his own character that he has invented, Go Bolt, uh-huh. based Go on Bolt. a parody of Usain Bolt. Is Go Bolt written across his shirt? <laughs> it is on a little tag that looks like he has entered a competition. <laughs> it does. It does look like a a race tag. Yeah race start on this guy uh anyway just a lot of wild shit that they are allowed to do during their all-star game festivities that we should definitely start doing here because the all-star game sucks <laughs> no one wants to watch the american all-star game it does suck i tr- I watched like an inning of it this year and they were doing the thing where they had the players mic'd and it was just a lot of people stopping and starting because every time the pitch would be thrown they had to focus on trying to field their position because it's like, we're talking to the left fielder, and he's out there playing left field. And it's like, <laughs> right. well, yeah, but I mean, like, he's got to play, though. <laughs> like, the ball might be hit at him or something. Uh, and so there's some things they do like that, but nothing. Uh, they don't let him have any personality out there. So let's do what Korea does. How about that? Uh, I think it's a good idea. I was, uh, this may be interested in um, maybe following the KBO. Yeah. So I just looked up KBO standings. Uh, it seems like there might only be 10 teams. Yeah, they don't... Uh, I don't think that people care. I think people love baseball and they watch Major League Baseball. I think it's like uh, people who care about soccer here mainly watch the EPL. They don't watch MLS. Because mm. they don't seem to draw that well. And there's never like a an increase in the number of teams, and they always got like the dumb uh, company sponsored names. It's always like the LG Twins. Yeah, I was gonna suggest that we, uh, as we did with the Mac years ago, the Mid America Conference. Yep, we each pick a team that's our second team. But it doesn't seem like it's gonna be fun, and this website is trash. Oh, this is just Google. I'm not even on a website. Google just has all the standings. <laughs> They're like, KBO standings, got it. Better than data. Oh, yeah. Eng.koreabaseball.com is better. Well, I'm, I'm obviously a Dosan Bears fan. Are you? For sure. 
just for sure. Well, what are you a fan of? Like, uh, f- fucking s- the Samsung Lions? Is that what you're, you're gonna go big business? I mean, there's a team called the NC Dinos. <laughs> it seems seems hard to root against them. <laughs> Do they have like a really cute dinosaur logo? Uh, I mean, their logo is just the word dinos, like over, the, maybe over a baseball. Like the Toronto Raptors 90s uniforms with the purple dinosaur? No, it's just a D. It's no, not cool. It's not cool at all. Yeah, not cool enough. I mean, they have a mascot that's got, it was just a baseball player with a dinosaur head. It's not even as cool as Stomper. It's not even as cool as Mr. Met. Uh-oh, I'm, I've hit the Korean page. It's going to offer to translate that page for you, but I believe in you. I don't know what any of these words mean. I think you can read it. Also, I have to fucking sound them out. Will it help if I tell you what what lesson each of those words is in? <laughs> yeah. Because I often feel like if they don't tell me what lesson I'm supposed to be expecting, I will not be able to read it. I mean, this first one just says dinosu. Right. And yeah, the dinos. just dinos. Yeah. Go dinos. Dinos of fighting. Right? And then uh, sutori, I believe, is story. Hmm. Why do they? Why not just write him in English then? Yeah, you could do that. Uh, because then Kwang Su would kind of squint at it for a while, and <laughs> well, he wouldn't be able to say what was. That's happening. what I have to do. They've been doing actually in Running Man in more recent episodes. They've been making them do English quizzes, which they all hate because well, they're not good at it. By now, if they don't know English, they ain't gonna learn it. Yeah, these these are people in their forties almost. I mean, uh, Kwang Su, uh, even Geo is. Uh, 40 it's going to be 40 in korean years next year probably next year i think yeah uh they even had like a multi-episode fucking storyline they were tracking about whether or not sechan would be able to spell kitchen towel oh come on because he had a really hard time with it and they kitchen told him towel is extremely hard right he did ex- what's that you don't need that first t he exclaimed the t is a trick he exclaimed in frustration where does the t go then where does <laughs> the t go <laughs> but because they he didn't spell it anywhere close to correct and then they told him how to spell it but then they wanted to come back and check to see if he remembered it and guess why he didn't remember it yep because it's tough that came up because haha claimed he could definitely spell kitchen towel and he also did not spell it correctly I'm excited to know that even when we get to the 400s, there's still good material. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going strong. It's not the same, but I uh, they have been doing the name tags again lately. There was another one in the last episode I watched. Well, so I just so I just saw the first Running Man versus Avengers. Oh, that's so good! I love those. Which of course ends with a Royal Rumble which name tag game. The Avengers badly mishandle. They, it's just. They uh, they overthought it. Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll send in our strong guys last. And it's like, no. Nope. No. Nope. Well, they didn't, though. They sent in their strong guys first and fourth or something. Oh, and it just right. It just meant that all of the running men were still in the ring yeah. when their MMA fighter came out. And he did pretty good. And the girl did a good he job did, of not getting eliminated. He did as well as you can expect. But at one when there were four people <laughs> yes. on every... There was someone wrapping themselves around every one of his limbs yeah they got him <laughs> yeah that guy that that old comedian who they're going up against he comes back later with a better team he is <laughs> very frustrated by the performance of this group of avengers and he should be if you can't beat these idiots the running man uh, idiots should be beaten for sure it was a good that was a good uh it was a good little premise like 
when I saw that it was the upcoming premise, and really they only kind of teased the MMA guy, right? I was like, Ugh, I don't want to. I don't know if it's going to be fun to see all of my running man friends just get their asses kicked all yeah. over all these games. But then when it turned out it was that old variety comedian and yeah. all of the people and a bunch of his entertainment were, idiots, yeah, a bunch of idiots <laughs> also. Then I was like, cool, I'm into this now. Oh, was Seho one of those? Little uh, little pudgy guy. Okay, because was a little pudgy guy, but he, he didn't. He's in at least much. one of the Avengers teams, and he later on is a common guest, and Jacek brings him on to boss him around, <laughs> and we'll just cut him off halfway through all his sentences and go, you're not good at talking, don't talk right now, and just like make him go to the back and stuff like that. He keeps bringing that guy back, and I love when he's on. Um, I did have one more thing I wanted to say about Data, since... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 because this disc, we're kind of doing a Data week, yeah. and also, next week is going to kind of be a Data week, so sorry. Yeah. I told you to check out the new Picard trailer. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. You told me it was a bummer. It's a, oh, okay, that's true. I may have explicitly told you not to check it and out. And you know I have a no bummers rule. It's a real fucking bummer. Uh, here's, what I, here's what I understand about it. Okay. Is that uh, Seven of Nine is apparently going to be in this show. Which was a bummer. I guess. No, like, no, it was a bummer because she comes on and she's like, what the hell are you doing here, Picard? And I went, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Why weird, does she talk like, like that? <laughs> I have, I have literally, I have not seen one episode of Voyager with that okay. character in it. Well, she I don't talk like no that. No connection to that character at all. Yep. Uh, I found it to be mostly a bummer, though. Uh, people are complaining that the trailer is too actiony. It's very and actiony. Then some people counterpoint that the trailers for the original, uh, the original trailers for TNG were also real actiony, and the show didn't end up being it. So, that's true. Uh, the most bummery part was when the B four shows up. God. And let me just... I'm trying to be charitable here. Robots. Shouldn't they, age? They shouldn't age, right? They don't age. But if they're going to the age... Is, Spiner aged a lot over just those seven years, Dude, 20 years ago. I think it has something to do with that makeup he's wearing. He looks like he ate Data. <laughs> looks like the B4 ate old Data and became a bigger, fatter Data. He his no. face was huge. I was like, "Oh my god, how are we supposed to believe this in universe?" I can suspend oh, some disbelief about science fiction. I there's mean, a lot there's, of space maybe aliens going to be there going to be 10, 10 seconds at the beginning where he's like, "I do you remember how in all good things I was doing a program to age myself by giving me one streak of gray hair?" <laughs> I decided to go fat. Well, I decided I wanted a little more verisimilitude. It was just I just saw it and I went, oh, oh no. No, actually I went, oh, wheels. They fucking couldn't keep Spiner out of it. It's like, he, yeah, you knew that. They were going to be like, best actor I ever worked with, Brent Spiner. Oh. And yeah, he shows up on the screen and he's just as round as can be. And I just went, oh, he's a fucking robot, guys. How does this work? Just CGI Look, him. At this point in our run, there's only one character from TNG that I want back and is Guinan. You mean in the Picard show? Yeah, just get Whoopi out there. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, it's weird to explain why she was over 200 years old uh, but in the last 20 years she's aged 20 years. <laughs> That's right, it was very sudden onset age. So I guess you kind of have the same problem as with Data but I don't know. <laughs> it's not as bad though. It's really Maybe not. if you shave her eyebrows off and put that hat on her it's not as obvious. I don't know. <sighs> Data looks rough. Man, I know Picard looks old, but like he a human, that happens. Data yep. though, <sighs> yeah, don't watch it. It is a bummer. 
Don't watch that. I mean, look, we all know I'm going to watch the show. I'll have to get fucking CBS CBS All Access, and then I'll probably have to watch Discovery, too, since I've got it. Well, you'll be paying the money, so you may as well. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, I found season one of Discovery not that bad. Like, it's, well, there you go. it's very different. It's very different from all the other Star Treks, but it actually isn't that bad. It's just, um, I was going to pay for the fucking service. We did, we watched all of it in, during a free preview or something. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. So, is that the mailbag? Did we do it? Is it done? We did the damn mailbag. Um, now, you know, there's kind of a sister segment to the mailbag. Okay. I'm going to take so. out my earbuds. <laughs> Now, call me Bonnie. I had to take out the earbuds. Remember last time I was fucking left senseless? <laughs> really? Didn't it, didn't it give you a headache and kind of ruin your whole day? An extreme headache that lasted <laughs> the rest of the night. And it was not on the migraine side of my head where I get my migraines. It was on the other side. I don't know what it did, but it yeah, fucked you me. have a bagpipe-specific head <laughs> issue. All right, let's jump well, into it, dude. Yeah, let's get on it. Hello again to you both, and um, thanks very much, of course, for the continued entertainment. Uh, I wanted to make sure, of course, I get my uh, continued uh, credit. Uh, not miss any weeks again. And I'm talking about the Nintendo Switch again. Do you, do you think he noticed that the week he didn't do it, you didn't play his <laughs> disclaimer? And then he's like, oh, shit, I guess I really got to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, that was the point. <laughs> Fucking put up or shut up. That's an expression we got here in America. Talking about the Nintendo Switch, he says. And obviously, since the last one, we, Nintendo announced the Switch Mini. I don't know if that would be of interest to Judah at all, if he was thinking about doing that. I don't know, how do you, how do you foresee playing your Switch? Um, I'm a terrible Switch player in the sense that I, I don't know, through old age, five in a screen just isn't a thing that I can play on anymore. So um, my Switch is, doesn't switch much. It just stays docked on TV. Um, and I play with my nice Pro Controller, but um, perhaps you would prefer... Uh, uh, the more portable experience. Uh, I probably will get the regular Switch. Just to have that uh, yeah. option. Having said that, I likely will... I, I, I probably will play it handheld. I played the, uh, the DS and the 2DS quite a bit, mm-hmm. so... I don't mind handheld gaming, and I still play a series of dumb mobile games on my phone, none of which are uh, reaction time or twitchy. Right. But, like, uh, I'm used to playing games on a pretty small screen, so I think probably that's what I'll do when I finally have to break down and do the damn thing. Yeah, to this point, Marjan and I have only really played it together, and so we've only kept it on the big screen. Yeah. Because we've been playing Smash, Smash Brothers, and Mario Kart, and Mario Odyssey together. So that's all been big screen stuff. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like, I kind of, I very rarely fire my TV up at all. You mostly uh, watch on laptops if you're watching yeah. something and then play yeah, like mobile I'll, stuff. I'll watch, 
watch Running Man in the bedroom on my laptop, or and I play mobile stuff, or I'm at my actual desktop computer. Playing STO. STO, <laughs> Star Wars The Old Republic, or now Spy Party. That's right, you're in the Spy Party zone. Oh, is that going to hurt you? You're still going to get all the stuff you need to get done, right, on STO? I do STO in the morning. Everybody knows this about me. <laughs> yeah, I do but- it first thing in the morning. Okay, good. All right. It Knock takes seven, seven minutes, and then I'm done. But not during an event. It takes more than seven minutes during an event, right? Well, it depends on the event. Sometimes it can take as much as 15 if you have to play that one where you have to fly all throughout that huge city ship. And, oh, yeah. Uh, a huge Voth city ship. Like, that one, that one takes forever. You they got to have some more variety in events, because it sounds like these just keep coming up the same ones over and over again. I mean, that one's a recurring event, but or like right now it's the summer event. So it's so Risa. I'm just, yeah, I'm just uh, flying through essentially rings on. I'm doing pilot wings on Risa. So same thing, because yeah. that, that was last year's summer event and probably the year before that. And... But that's that takes six or seven minutes to do. So. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. it's the, the Spy Party does not affect my... Uh, my uh, Star Trek Online, which is something I do until it's done, and then I don't think about it again all day. <laughs> Good. Sounds like a lot of fun. When they when they expand and introduce new missions and new content, then I play that stuff, but that's like a one-time thing. Right. Oh, back to the Switch. Um, I'm pretty anxious to get back to the Star Treks because uh, uh, I've, I've got three or four what not piled up now. Um, I think there'll be one more before we go, so I might finish off one that started, just so I can get a little dose before. Uh, before. Imagine leaving one half finished so you could finish it on the plane. <laughs> Imagine looking forward to it in any capacity at all. That's wild to me. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even make me excited to hear that someone looks forward to it. It just seems to go, what's going on with that guy? Yeah, this is just that's not trustworthy. But again, you have to remember that way back when we started interacting with him, he's one of those guys whose favorite kind of music is all music. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. And that did make me go. Or, no, what's, what's or the even worse, I don't really care about music. It's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so just everyone, just a reminder that although he is a valued and beloved contributor, he's not trustworthy. We uh, we got some friends out here, and they got a kid who's like seven or eight or something, and he knows Marjan really well because Marjan always brings him a gift. And so even though I am there to see them exactly as often as Marjan is, he only really remembers Marjan. And one time, like a couple of months ago, he asked his parents, who's who's coming with Marjan tonight? They went, her husband. He's always the same one who always comes with her. And he goes, what's he into? <laughs> <laughs> and they went, What? <laughs> He's like, Matt, what's he into? Does he like Pokemon? And they were like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But they just thought I, that was I mean, a hilarious question for a kid to ask. What's if he, he want If you want to spend some time looking at the charts and just getting getting some basic Pokemon knowledge, uh, it uh, does me a world of good with uh, Ben's son, Thomas. Okay, well, I told him my favorite was Charmander, but I can't get too deep into it. That's See, that's real basic, too, is the thing. I mean, Charmander's a good pick, but like... Yeah, don't That's tell me it's basic. One, don't tell Gen me that. Gen One starter. Oh, really? He's a Gen One starter. He's fucking Charmander. He's a fucking badass. Yeah. He's some All kind right. of fucking fiery dragony thing. It's legit. I'm not saying it's not legit. It's just like you might as well say it's Pikachu. His name's Charmander. <laughs> it's pretty great. 
<laughs> it's pretty great. Anyway, what's he into? Oh, and did you say, look, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> like, you don't want to know, actually. You're not going to understand any of the things I'm saying. And if you do, they'll be a little depressing. So save that <laughs> well, for when you're your dad's age. Uh, I don't know. What age do you think it's appropriate to explain to a child about Lee Kwang Soo? <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, it's a tough one. I think even just to understand the nuance. No, there's no nuance. No. Yeah, he's probably the most accessible. Well, but also, you did send me that cool text last week where you said you realized that you talk about him like he's a myth. Like he's like a, a sports hero from my childhood or something. I talk about the the time that he twisted his own fan's arm twice in a row and then gave her a thumbs down and how epic I got to it see was. That. I got to see that recently and it's super good. It's really good. Or like the time that everyone was blown away when he drew those two raw eggs in a row out of the boiled out of the hard boiled eggs. <laughs> On a later episode in which he also successfully smashed a raw egg on his head. Uh the caption said of him that fans had fans had declared or a legend had started that he could unboil an egg by picking it. <laughs> he did it again recently in a recent episode. He did it. Well, I mean, he just did a whole bunch of quail eggs. He, the, he almost won it. Seven versus 300. He knocked them down to very few remaining Just two people. or three people left or something like that. I mean, Congeri knocked out Con- so many. Congeri and Geo knocked out like 100. With dudes. his amazing... Uh, leg strength and I guess Geo's ability to resist pain yeah, or she, not feel pain. She looks pretty upset when that was over. <laughs> yeah. But people were quitting because apparently it hurts to be in that top position. Yep. Ooh. Back to uh, man, whatever the fuck he was talking. Oh, he's uh, he saved up Star Trek. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a sick fuck. Go on. We're getting on the plane. Um, but I'm sure it will be uh, uh, I was going to say high quality, but uh, you maintaining the levels of standards that you've set previously. <laughs> Accurate. Um, yep. As of the point that you made about the, how both how quiet and how uh, muffled I sounded in the last one, that was because I'd forgot to record that until um, one morning when it was 5 a.m. in the morning, which is sort of when I usually get up and I realized I hadn't recorded. Uh, so I didn't want to wake anybody up. So I was in the living room and I just uh, threw a blanket over my head and recorded <laughs> the blanket uh, because the living room's uh, laminate floor and uh, it's quite noisy and echoey. Uh. So I thought I wanted to put something in to dampen the echo sound and um, it turns out it dampened it a bit too much. I, uh, I thought about how sad it was that he was recording a message to us at 5 a.m. with a blanket over his head but immediately that thought was ejected and the thought of the oil spilling on his head came right back <laughs> just a <some> hundred <laughs> little oil drops just falling on him <laughs> you know i consider this to be my second job my bet my second job that pays really bad and i'm glad that it's his second job too that makes yeah. me happy yeah uh and of course he has started another podcast, so... Hey, did they put out an episode this week? Uh, they haven't yet, but they... Uh, if if you listen to the end of the last one, they uh, suggested that it might be a little bit before the next one came out because of schedules and things. Put up or shut up. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Uh, I mean, let's just do a quick check, see uh, what number episode this year this is for us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's do it. Pat yeah, ourselves on the be... back. 
This is going to be our 28th episode of the year. Not oh. bad for uh, three weeks into July. <clears throat> yeah, we don't miss too many weeks. Uh, we just hate every single time we have to do this, and uh, <laughs> we wish we didn't. And for some reason, we don't stop. The idea of missing a week is so terrible because it yeah. just extends the project out a week. That is, that's the thing. Like, just go, uh, cool. What man. am I going for now? Twenty twenty eight. When's this thing gonna end? If I just missed five Star Trek weeks, then it's like ah, uh, that's another that's another quarter. Yep. That we're gonna have to do this project. Yep. Uh, hiding under a blanket to to record. At first, I was gonna say uh, this typical shame behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But actually, uh, the image that I get is just like uh, staying up too late to uh, read like a choose your own adventure when you're supposed to it's past your bedtime. Oh, yeah. And you're, and you're trying to hide the flashlight. That's right. Or like a so, Hardy Boys or something. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to read the case of the missing chums. And uh, <laughs> do you know any other ones? Or is that the only nah, one? No, <laughs> that's the only one I know. <laughs> You need to look and, up another and one. I want to be clear. I read like a hundred of them and I then know. like another 40 of the spinoff series, the Hardy Boys Case Files. But I read all of those before I was 11. You're going to so. need to look up another title. I'm just saying. Because uh, I feel like yeah. I'm going to know that one soon. I should stop saying the case of the missing chums is what you're saying. I need another <laughs> reference. Just to mix it up. Just every once in a while you can throw in a non-chums. I'm just going to Google Hardy Boys number seven and see what that Ooh. is. The Secret of the Caves. Okay. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's not as funny as case. Uh, not Hardy chumps. Boys case files number seven. Now the case files were a little more, uh, <laughs> a little more teenage. Oh, so that one is called Death Game. <gasps> oh, that's kind of a lot. I thought it was going to be about hand jobs. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just going to hear uh, Death Game Hardy Boys case files number seven by Franklin W. Dixon, not a real person. Uh, and here's here's as much synopsis as appears in this Google search. Survival is never child's play. Where is Biff Hooper? <laughs> yeah where i want to know it's a also, real good question make sure you don't cut out the first part of that because that's important the part about survival yeah where's biff hooper i mean but where hold on i'm taking a note <laughs> let's see uh the missing chums was number four <laughs> that's book four so I somehow forgot the tower treasure, the house on the cliff, the secret of the old mill, but I remembered the missing chums. I mean, but it's not the case of the missing chums. No, it's the secret of the missing chums. No, it's just the missing chums. I don't know. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Lame. Hunting for hidden gold, the shore road mystery, secret of the caves, mystery of cabin island, the great airport mystery. <laughs> what happened at midnight? Oh, no! <laughs> I think that's when uh, Nightman comes in and he pays the <laughs> troll toll. <laughs> if you want to get this boy's soul or hole depending on who's saying it yeah yeah um oh boy we're not making any progress in this right, uh, let's keep going in this call me uh, as for uh, uh i think I, I was mildly offended by uh judah's comments Uh-oh. um when i told you guys about how i'd modded my uh dreamcast in order to take an sd card to replace the optical drive and Judah impugned and impinged on my uh, uh, ethics by suggesting that this would be uh, for software piracy. Um, but uh, I have far too high a standard of integrity um, for that. I own uh, physical copies of all the games that I had put on the uh, SD card. 
So um, those are just backup copies of the games that I all have physically own. Um, I do not have the entire Dreamcast library on an SD disk. Um, just the uh, copies of the discs that I physically possess. Yeah. Okay. How you like that? I don't care. Uh, you know what? I, I would pirate any game or software, and I have the computer viruses to prove it. <laughs> I don't think I have ever downloaded a ROM for a game I did not own. I mean, that's true, because I wouldn't know what to get. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's not because, uh, not because I'm too good for that or whatever. It's just because I don't have time to be trying out a game from 1986. If you haven't played it. That I have no connection with. Like, I think... I think the closest I ever came was one time I played, like, some Flash version of Mega Man or something. Like, there used to be a thing where people would say, oh, you can play all of Super Mario Brothers in this Flash container on this website now. Right. And then I was like, I don't know, man. I didn't play Mega Man, and I don't care about this. Right. So... Yeah, I always play the old games I used to play on the SNES or whatever. That's what exactly. I, that's what I fucking pirate. Like, uh, what I what what I what I, what I want to do? I want to get that F fourteen simulator for Atari and play that. <laughs> just enjoy the uh, the fucking atmosphere with the no soundtrack and just the- just play F fourteen Tomcat. And then eventually, a kind of a gray blob shows up on the screen and. I guess blob isn't right. Like four distinct pixels show up on the screen and you're like, oh, yeah. that's it. That's the bad guy. Get that guy. What do I not want to play? Any Atari game I didn't have. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, let's say Adventure. I don't even know which one that is. See? It's like an early roguelike. Oh, like California games. Atari. I got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another game I don't want to play. <laughs> uh I would never condone such terrible action. I'm, I'm saddened uh, that you went there uh, instinctively, and I can only assume that says more about you than it, than it does about me. So um, I expect a heartfelt apology, uh, and probably one from Matt, even though he didn't he didn't say that. I think um, you know, I, I, I just I, I was wounded. Are you going to apologize to the man? Are you going to? I'll I will if you will. I was going to teach him a California expression. Oh, yeah. Up yours, guy. Is Is that it? (laughs) Which is, you can expect in one hand and shit in the other and see which one weighs more. Uh, I went with Babylon 5. That's my fault. You said California. I did. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Specifically. (laughs) Like you earthers say, up yours, guy. Our our parents. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And of course, it's hope, uh, not expect, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to say sorry. I didn't do anything. Um, bye bye. Uh, I'll say I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take my sunglasses. There you go. That's the one right there. Why not? I I don't know. I don't know what excuse he gave. I don't because they're famous. Because they're famous. <laughs> oh, I'll say sorry. I'm not going to take off my sunglasses. Why not? Because they're famous. Oh man. <clears throat> hey. Um. Wonder what that kid's up to. Fucking running everything. That kid is probably the president of Australia. They probably got, prime they, minister. They got a president, Australia, right? Is president yeah. president of Australia? Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, they could have both. I don't premier? know. Premier? What do they got there? That's. I think it probably is premier. Okay, good. Such a suggestion. Um, and then finish up with uh, around Matt's excellent uh, Boto impression from uh, episode one. Um, Matt obviously missed the point. Uh, I think there. 
the Watto voice is not racist. It's anti-Semitic. He's not. They're not trying to be Italian uh, or anything else that's supposed to be Jewish. Um, nope. <laughs> He's not. I, they're not doing anything specific because if they said, uh, make him, uh, what do I want to say? Yeah. Make him Armenian. Okay. Then someone would immediately go, wait, is that cool? I don't think we, I don't don't think think we can make sense. him that. We shouldn't do that. But they have accidentally made him like a Middle Eastern sales salesperson. But that's no one's impression of Jews. Annie! <laughs> Ooh, are you some kind of Jedi or something? <laughs> Sorry, started to choke a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying there's nothing anti-Semitic about what's going on there, but I, I think that they're actually, uh, they're they're, I I just uh, that's not what uh, an American impression of Jews sounds like. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, I've never heard anyone who sounds like that, so I'm not sure. Uh, it is true, but like, don't, don't you feel like he's doing like a, a hard-selling? Uh, Iraqi car dealer or something. What I imagine him saying in that voice is, You sleep with my sister or something? Annie! <laughs> my sister not good enough for you? Something like that. Well, you're making him Italian again. That's what I Because that's what I think they're doing. Oh, man. That's a wild <laughs> accent, if so. <laughs> I made him Italian by saying the thing about my sister. Uh, Well, by saying my sister not good enough for you? <laughs> It's that phrasing is what it is. You got it. Yeah, that's my mistake. Uh, oh, man. I'll be thinking about that now. That's a good... You do do a good Watto. I don't know well, enough of his actual dialogue is the problem. <laughs> I only know Annie, and then I just have to ad lib after that. Uh, <laughs> it turns out I don't either. Yeah, I don't know. By the fact that he that does actually... The, he does the whole bit with the pod, like he's gonna okay, but then you front the money for the race or whatever, and then at the end the guy's like, "No pod is worth two slaves," and Qui Gon's just like, "Ah, whatever." <laughs> I only care about the kid. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's like I don't need to. If I'm being <laughs> honest, I don't need to. Uh, honestly, at this point, I'm just perplexed that you haven't figured out what's going on. For real, so. you're doing me a favor by doing this, so I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, what so. you drive a hard bargain, I guess. Hold on, let me. Uh, I forgot. I'm acting way more than the actors in this movie. You yeah. drive. You drive a hard bargain. Well, this is. Uh, it is certainly not Liam Neeson's most charismatic role. Which is. <sighs> yeah, I, I couldn't know. think of one either. Dad from Taken, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I guess. Guy who straps uh, mini bar bottles to his hands. Yeah, and it fights, fights wolves. wolves. Probably that one. That's probably his most charismatic. He doesn't win that fight, by the way. Spoiler alert. The wolves killed. That's right at the end of that fucking movie. Jesus. It's right up front in the trailer, and we're like, yeah, let's see this thing where he fights wolves. Doesn't go well. <laughs> and then it's just like, he, that's the last thing that happens in the movie, and he's not going to win the fight. That's too bad. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Uh, it's kind of nothing. Okay. Well, especially if he doesn't even beat up any wolves. <laughs> I mean, he might so get one of them, but like... You know what? On. Like, Enterprise got one of those cavort class... Klingon heavy cruisers or whatever they're supposed to be. Exactly. It's dumb that that was the bird of prey model. Yeah, they could have done something there. That's most of the problem with 
uh, what size is one yes. of those ships. Everything goes back to that. Like, why are those so fucking big? Oh, that that and the Romulan thing where they were uncloaking in the the defector. They use both of they use that episode too as like well, look how big it is. It must be a different model. Oh right, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah where there's the three of them, and then you're like, okay, but so even those things look as big as a fucking huge on the other side. Like, yeah, it's farther away. <laughs> those look almost as big as a Romulan warbird. Those are fucking pretty big. Why are there only twelve crewmen on that? What's happening? Yeah, and you're like, oh, but then when Riker went aboard that other one, there were way more. There were twelve. There were more than twelve people just eating lunch. And that one was didn't seem that big even. It seemed really they cramped had, in there. They had enough that he could threaten to fuck two women. That's true. And he did. He threatened them. Threatened them with penile violence. Is that not the right word? I like it. Either way. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta take a note. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want that to be the name of this episode, please. <laughs> As always, the choice is yours. I'll give you choices. <laughs> I'm too lazy to change it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's do it. two-thirds of the way through this thing. Let's Sounds go. like a stereotypical... Uh, racist impression of, 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 of a traditionally Jewish voice, and obviously Watto being the sort of money obsessed. I got it. Sorry, pause it. It's uh, it's pretty dreadful. He's he because he's going by the Al Pacino version of Merchant of Venice. Because huh. <laughs> Al Pacino. Huh. Hey, I have a question for you. Why <laughs> yeah. have you seen that? Um, I took a Shakespeare class. And it turns out anyone... In college? Yeah. Why? Wasn't there a better way to meet that requirement? I don't even remember what requirement I was meeting, but I, I met it, and I remember like, it. I felt it, and I feel it to this day. You couldn't have taken War and Peace, or the Physics of Music, or Sports Sociology? Those are the three upper division general education classes I took. Look, if uh, I'm being honest, all I learned in the Shakespeare class is that everyone has done a Shakespeare movie, and which one you choose says a lot about you as a professor. <laughs> and we watched The Merchant of Venice with Al Pacino, and maybe that's what he's thinking of, because there's a ton of Jewish stuff in that, and Al Pacino. <laughs> in Crazy Voice era Al Pacino, not Godfather era Al Pacino. So, that's what it is. Okay, cool. That supports his case, right there. Found it. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome! Oh, we lost your good, good impression. No, that's fine, go on, that's fine. Grant you the Nemoidians and their um, uh, inscrutable Asian ways uh, is at least uh, as offensive, if not if not more. The, the Oriental Nemoidians, actually, is what I wrote down. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a Jedi. Uh, <laughs> Two Jedi. Uh, she can't do that. <laughs> Your Nemoidian is very good. And obviously very bad. It's good and bad. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> and here's what's weird is uh, I when I watched that movie in the theater in 1999 or whatever, I didn't like those characters, but my brain didn't immediately go, why are they Japanese? Why did they make them these Japanese fucking caricatures? That doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yeah, you know why. Trade Federation. You get it. Political stuff. There's a lot of analogies and parallels and um, similes. And uh, idioms. Uh, well, he. Uh, well, let's just continue. Yeah, it's really, really bad. I don't know what they were thinking. George Lucas is Jewish, um, so it's like, I mean, did this not occur to you? And you know, 
I know that the you know one of the uh, head guys at ILM is uh, a first or second generation Chinese immigrant family, so you'd think again he he may have pointed out, and I'm, I'm sure plenty of others worked on the movie. Yeah, and Hayden Christensen is Japanese. <laughs> so why didn't he point it out when he was on set? <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, I ca- I'm sorry, I keep extending this. What's um, interesting about this to me is that uh, because uh, we're from different areas with different populations, we read these stereotypes differently. Right. Like, uh, to me, that uh, Wado doesn't sound Jewish. Right. And uh, also, I thought it was pretty clear that the Nemoidians were a Japanese stereotype, whereas he's he's hedging. He doesn't seem to have pinned it down to one specific thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it counts uh, more uh, what how you and I interpret it just because uh, George Lucas is and Star Wars are sort of of this area. Yeah, he's ours. You hands off. So, yeah, a. Knock it off. Stay away from George Lucas um, and stay away from our stereotypes. They're ours. It, uh, when you watch all of the documentaries, like if you've watched, let's say, all of the special features on uh, the prequels, mm. it doesn't seem like anybody was telling George Lucas no. No. That's about the problem. anything. That's the, doesn't that sort of boil down what the problem is? Is that on the first movies he was working with like, professional movie people and they'd be like, that idea sounds kind of dumb. Let's do it this way. And then in the prequels, everyone was just like, whatever you say, you're the boss. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know if it's the problem, right? But it it certainly doesn't seem to have helped. Yeah. So he could have been, it seems like he could have been standing on set when they were shooting that, screaming at the actors uh, under those heads, <laughs> more Japanese, and probably no one would have said anything about it. Doing like a lot of bowing at them to try to show them. <laughs> Oh yeah, more yeah, Japanese like this, like this. Gi- giving them line reading. <laughs> no, not like that. Do it like this. Oh, hold on, that's Watto. Sorry, that's I'll do. It. I'll do it again. <laughs> you should do that. You you're responsible for that. I did, for some reason, I don't remember any of the things they actually say. I don't in that remember movie. any of the dialogue that isn't sand related from those movies <laughs> not even for, yeah that's from the second movie too yeah that's all i remember is that how sand is coarse not it's not nice to have uh, to feel in your hands i do know that at the end not like a of senator the third, feels of the third movie uh when anakin says that obi-wan is uh is driving a wedge in their relationship or whatever between him and, and Padme. He says, you have done that yourself. But for some reason, I always in my mind, imagine him saying, if there's a doom on this station, you have brought it. Here's your pants. <laughs> yeah. What I so. always remember from that scene is only a Sith Lord deals in absolutes, except for <laughs> yeah. now, except for that one. Well, that one doesn't count when I said only I heard it. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to make it a whole thing. You know what? Whatever you say is fair. Let's move on from this. <laughs> so I heard that voice and thought, mm, I mean, Jar Jar's kind of annoying, but he's not offensive. I, Some people found him offensive. I mean, many people said that uh, it sounds like he's uh, trying to do a Jamaican patois or something like that. And um, to me, that's like the people who were offended by the Taco Bell dog. Sure. 
because he's such a cartoon that I think it would be weird to look at him and go, wait, that's me. I'm that dog, you bastards. <laughs> you care on Taco Bell. I smelled that animal's fart and <laughs> made a weird face. <laughs> That's in the pod race of animal farts in front of him. And he, I think he says P-U-S-A. <laughs> That's high comedy. That's <laughs> the kind of comedy we could bring in the 90s that we couldn't in the 70s. Uh, woo. Yeah, let's finish this. In that way. Um, and uh, yeah. I, I've got a soft spot for episode one generally, but there's no, there's no defending that. It's, it's dreadful. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. Anyway. I think that covers uh, uh, everything, although I suppose I'd be more interested in opening up a, a question about um, about UK-US um, relations, Uh-oh. how you guys feel those are going, because um, obviously we both seem to be self-sabotaging our countries just now uh, in a variety of means, um, but I, I, I'm kind of quite interested in, in, in that because Right now they're about to, uh, well, I was going to say elect, but not really elect. They're about to internally vote in a new prime minister over here. And, and both of them seem quite keen on continuing and maintaining and up, re-upping the relationship between us. Um, so it'll be, be interesting to hear what you guys think, see, read, hear about about the UK uh, and things like that. Talking right. about our boy Thanks Boris. As always, keep up the good work. And see you guys next time. Bye. Yeah, in the uh, week or two since he sent this in. I mean, it just happened like yesterday, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's official. It's uh, it's Boris Johnson. Just great. The man with the worst hair in England. It's kind of wild how we have both of the worst hair guys just running the show. It's just like... Yeah. Uh, the way I imagine it is like two... They t- look like they were uh, twins, like fraternal <laughs> twins in the womb. And something went wrong, and like they <laughs> one got, of them got some, more DNA. So one of them got more DNA than the other. Um, the way I envision these two countries, and certainly these two ruling political parties, is um, like two people racing down a San Francisco street in in a shopping cart, <laughs> but like no helmet or anything, just a shopping cart, and it's like a race to the bottom. Because there's hills in San Francisco. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's incredible. It's just like, what's amazing is how nobody is capable of learning a lesson. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. No, we're like, du- just doubling and tripling down. We 100% failed to learn a lesson from Brexit. Mm-hmm. And then clearly, they're not doing any better over there with learning the hundreds of thousands of available lessons yep. that the last two years of American politics, three years of American politics and provided. British politics and also British politics. <laughs> yep. It hasn't been great there either. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it gives me a tummy ache. It really does. On I don't think the that the, I don't think that the relationship between the United States and America is suffering. We seem to be in lockstep. Yeah. Uh, Oh, on, the worst. On both sides of the pond and in many other places in the world, people are all making these uh, terrible f- fucking choices. But it, we truly are in the era of doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down on your dumbness. On your just absolute st- stupidity, insane nonsense. 
now if you call someone on something, if you go, you're not doing it right, they go, fuck you, I'm doing it twice as wrong. It's, but it's also, it's like, it's not like, oh, boy, there's a lot of eerie parallels between what's happening here and the breakup of the Ottoman Empire. Hmm. Or, oh, you know, this is a lot, this is a lot like the situation just before... Uh, the end the of the Han Dynasty, I get it, or whatever, oh, okay. right? Instead, it's like, hey, hey, y'all remember 50 years ago? <laughs> yeah, we don't have to look back that far. Can we just fucking, can we just work a little harder on this one, everyone, before we decide to double down? Like, I know we're almost out of people who fought in, in World War II, yeah. but like, it's it's within, it's within human memory. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, uh... So, you know, I we're saw the all, other day. We're just all going to experiment with fascism again, huh? Dude, the other day I saw a story about how roosters and chickens are like changing sex. Roosters oh, are turning no. into chickens, and vice versa. Was there a double rainbow? Yeah, there, we know there was. There's internet evidence. Oh man, uh, uh, an important f- standard fell and broke. Oh, that's God. a bad sign. Oh, that's extremely bad. Yeah. Hey, that chicken one is specifically a warning about the influence of eunuchs in politics, though. Right. Still applies. Just, just a heads up. Still applies. So I don't know who the eunuchs are. <laughs> you know, if you told me Mike Pence was, I don't we don't right? usually do this, but like if you told me he was a an eunuch, yeah, I'd go, huh. First time yeah. I ever remember seeing that guy, I said to Marjan, he looked like a demon. <laughs> Why do they look evil? Yeah, it's, I think it's his white hair or something. Something about his uniformly white hairs. I went, that guy's a fucking demon, and I know it. If you tell me that that guy has a fucking uh, a evil tome that he that he fucking goes to when he needs to defeat his enemies or whatever. I would one hundred percent believe that. Is that good? Is that enough political talk? I know we did On ninety the... minutes of Star Trek and Star Wars, but I'm just like six minutes of political talk should be enough. I think. On the fifteenth day of the fourth month of the second year of the reign established, calm. Yeah, you may know it as John Ning. Yeah, I remember that one. The Emperor arrived at the Great Hall of Benign Virtue for the full moon ancestral rites. Oh. As he was about to seat himself. Still Obama era then. A strong wind began issuing out of a corner of the hall. Oh, God. From the same direction, a green serpent appeared, Mm -hmm. slid down off a beam, and coiled itself on the throne. Uh Uh-oh. The uh, the Emperor fainted and was rushed to his private chambers. Okay, that's right. The assembled officials fled. The next moment, the serpent vanished, and a sudden thunderstorm broke. Rain laced with hailstones pelted down for half the night, wrecking countless buildings. Anyway, an earthquake struck Luoyang, tidal waves, hens were transformed into roosters. That's what I was talking about. A murky cloud more than 100 spans in length floated into the Great Hall of Benign Virtue. A secondary rainbow was observed in the Chamber of the Consorts. Uh, Part of the cliffs of the Yuan Mountains plunged to earth. Mm. Etc. Too many evil portents to be dismissed. Sure, I get it. That's what's happening now. This um, this is our own doomsday podcast. Even when court counselor Tsai Yong argued bluntly that the secondary rainbow and the transformation of the hens were the result of interference in government by empresses and eunuchs, as everyone knows, the, the emperor merely read the report, sighed, and withdrew. A real fucking Liu. Chan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's what's happening. 
Next week is the Star Trek week. Thank God, yeah. Woo! We're on the clock. Ow! Yeah. Uh, if you're playing along, please watch. For the world is hollow and I have touched the sky. Thank God. The Offspring. Hell yes. Riker directing. <laughs> That's what I'm excited about. Uh, well, I do like his scene in it. His one scene that he gets. This is, you can tell that he wasn't confident directing because he's just on a shuttle away from the ship most of the <laughs> he's mission. He's got Troy duty this week. He's on Troy duty. Uh, distant Voices. Okay. Real Life. All right. And Chosen Realm. Awesome. Awesome. I cannot wait. Everybody fill up the mailbag again. It's at Brother8 on Twitter. You send us your emails or whatever. Voicemails. That's brothers of brother Find us on the iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Really? I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't download this. Um, and uh, keep listening for all the, the our good takes on the end times. I guess is what we're doing now. Thanks, everybody. You sleep with my sister or something? Annie! My sister not good enough for you! Please subscribe.